Hi, you're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of Sun's signature, the self-titled debut EP and the first massive album-ish length project from Elizabeth Fraser. Elizabeth Fraser is, I think, the greatest British alternative singer of all time. Um, a national treasure, the most expressive female British vocalist post Kate Bush and a rare peer of hers alongside say Bjork or someone like that. She's most known for her, she's from Scotland but she's most known for teaming up with uh, Robin Guthrie on guitar and um, I can't remember the other guy but he, he, I think a few of the band members changed but the main core of Robin Guthrie and Liz Fraser forming the Cocteau Twins in the early 1980s, um, <coughs> which were a band important enough to coin an entire genre, the sister genre of the also still hugely popular and influential shoegaze, Dream Pop, uh, which often merged. And they were, you know, to Dream Pop what My Bloody Valentine were to shoegaze, even though it should have been what the House of Love were to shoegaze. She has a preternatural voice which became widely known in the UK around 1983 when the house band of a record label, 4AD, called This Mortal Coil, recorded a version of Tim Buckley's Song to the Siren, which was actually just... The way that the um, This Mortal Coil worked is that anyone on the record label would record under that name. So it was basically just the Cocteau Twins, but that ethereal shimmering piece of beauty which I always thought was you know for a studio song and then I saw you know have you know it's a beautiful studio song one of the most beautiful of all time but there's no way of recreating that and then I saw her on a tv show with Robin Guthrie just with a slightly treated electric guitar and her and a microphone do the whole song exactly the same as it is on the record uh, she is a phenomenal vocalist and in the 90s, the Cocteau Twins came to an end after considerable success uh, and acclaim. And she turns up every now and again on other people's records, most notably probably her, her vocal spot on Teardrops by Massive Attack, one of the great standing vocal performances of all time. She's got together with um, her current partner, both romantically and otherwise, uh, Damon Reese, And they formed an outfit apparently quite a few years ago called Sun Signature. And I think they turned up at a festival uh, with a lot of the tracks on this five track album partially done. And I have to say, uh, it's one of the great EPs of all time for me. It is absolutely one amazing. It's interesting that the opening track, Underwater, is the least great track on the album when it is actually still would be a strong track on anyone else. It's a kind of sort of um, trip-hop stomp in the manner of, um, I guess, Moon Safari a little bit. Um, and it shows how they're going to make really good use of, of Elizabeth Fraser's vocals, um, multi-tracking them throughout this project to astonishing effect. Um, and like I said, it... And, most of the tracks hover around the six to seven minute mark and on any other album oh it's getting dark now it would be amazing 
and uh, it is still really, really good, but everything that follows, the next four tracks, are just peerless. Um, Golden Air, she's just a transcendent, shimmering beauty. Arguably my track of the year so far. Um, what age has done to her voice? I think she's in her 60s now. It's done nothing but improve it. Her high notes are absolutely astonishing and she has more uh, range to her voice than she did in the 1980s. It's just the most formidable weapon. It is like a Bugatti. It is just a hundred million dollar voice. Um, there are great changes in Golden Air. Golden Air was the semi-single that preceded it a few months back, probably like March, April time. Um, it's got these amazing changes. It builds up a really big head of steam. Whereas Underwater is pretty much in the pocket the whole way through. This has these really sort of gentle passages before building up a big head of steam. And I want to see if I can find the name of the guitarist from Genesis, I think. Because um, he appears on this album and he really, really adds a lot to it. Here we go. Steve Hackett from Genesis, the guitarist on this track. Reminds me a little bit of the way that um, Robert Fripp uh, would appear on Brian Eno's music, particularly in other Green World. Um, just this, this noodling in the background, which adds a real texture to a number of the um, tracks on it. It's coruscating. It's the most, um, if that's even a word, it's the closest track on here to uh, the Cocteau Twins themselves. It sounds like an updated Cocteau Twins. Blue Dust that follows, uh, really beautiful sort of deliberate pensive vocal leads and rolling drums and swirling strings it's got this real sort of wistful 60s vibe to it a uh, totally different atmosphere to the golden air the previous track and um like everything on here apart from the opener one step aside of absolutely anything going on they all sound quite individualistic and not really like anything else in music um, and that track is, you know, it's not quite as great as Golden Air, but it nearly is. But then it's followed by Apples, which might even be better. That is the longest track on the album. It is, it starts with this sort of gentle, psychedelic, at times almost Pink Floyd when they do their acoustic strums. Stunning melody. Uh, Fraser's voice hasn't been used better, I don't think. It's probably the most Kate Bush-like I've heard her as well. I mean, honestly, I, I say that Rosalia has the, the best female singing voice, the most attractive and the most acrobatic and the way that she uses it. I think Elizabeth Fraser outdoes her, to be honest. Um, and uh, it's, it goes on for seven minutes, and it's, it's such a beautiful melody, but the final two minutes of, I guess, coda, even though it doesn't sound like a coda, chops the melody up a bit to probably the most beautiful melodic two minutes I've heard this year. Absolutely breathtaking. Um, it's, it's a short album, uh, it's, and it's very well curated as an album. It's a long EP or a short album. It, it comes down with Make Lovely Today perfectly, which feels like you know waking up after a dream. A two minute-ish um, acoustic lament um, in a sort of dream state, waking state. It's another beautiful melody in use of her voice, the most unadorned track on there. So it is just, I think, being underrated. It's got a claim, but not enough for me. Um, 
the big standout here is that the cocktail tunes are famous for being like Sigur Ross and you're not really understanding anything that's being sung um, and her using you know phonetic tones rather than actual words and stuff like that here the lyrics are really plain and direct and what I love about this is I always saw like if you don't know who she is Vashti Bunyan was a British folk artist in the 19 early 1970s who made uh, a, a stunning album I think was it two albums or one album I think it was one album at the start of the 70s of this really homespun rural psychedelic folk music and it wasn't a success and she retreated into the hills of Scotland and had a family on a farm for 40 years and then the 2000s came around and all of this sort of freak folk wave um, sort of like the animal collective sort of sphere of things picked her up again and started championing this album and she came back and made at least one other excellent album that sounded like it was made in 1973 instead of you know, 40 years later and she's in her 70s um, and I think she might have done a third album, I'm not sure. But I always thought the Cocteau Twins and Elizabeth Fraser's singing in particular had some connection with that sort of rural pastiche folk and then filtered it through the Cocteau Twins dreamscapes. I kind of feel like this is almost filtering the Cocteau Twins dreamscapes back to Vashti Bunyan. It's a sort of uh, much earthier sort of um, direct lyrics, bit like Kate Bush in the early 2000s did similar. So to me, um, we need Liz Fraser back, and she is uh, a, a deity to me as a singer, one of the finest vocalists of all time, and this Sun Signature EP is entirely worth it and the most exciting thing that she's done in decades, and for me, one of the albums of the year, a very solid 9 out of 10 for the self-titled Sun's Signature EP.